goings. You can't. Oh my gosh. We're, we're doing the intro here. Hey, welcome to the Jesus Sex <laughs> I'm and Politics Podcast. This is Micah. And I'm Nathan. And we talk about all the Christmas stuff at Christmas that will really help you to appreciate the season. <laughs> Listen. That was the worst listen, intro I'm ever. Out of We're literally this like is your fault. Oh my gosh. He was asking a question mid intro and he knew it was going. I said, here we go. You could have canceled it. We could have started over, no, but you apparently no, liked no. it. No, we no, because we don't have time for this. And no, so at least at least Phil knows. That okay. we're going to address his issue. Okay, Philip. This is K- Philip Goins. I think uh, he, he says your name's Goins, Go- and I think it's Goins. No, I, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It However, looks like Coins, but with the G. He, he messaged us. He said, "Hey, you guys got me hooked on Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast, and then you're not you're not putting them out very often. And we're slacking, and we are Phil. slacking. I'm sorry. That is our fault." Life gets a little busy. We're thinking about first of the year doing once a month, so that way you know it's consistent. We can get in good guests, and we're not like uh, having Wait, we're to... We're only doing it once a month? Well, that's what Maria wants us to do. She wants to do one time a month? That's what she said. Oh, I thought she wanted us to record all of them no. in one sitting. No, she said once a month, and then... No, 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 yeah, not record all once. Like, actually just release one episode a month. Now, if you're a listener and you like that idea, send us a message. I think that the idea's... <laughs> Maria, very, very nicely. I think that's just not enough. I think I think we need to do more than that. I'm would, willing to sit down and record four or whatever if we have to. I mean, I like that idea. I just think, uh, you know, sometimes it's better to over-promise and under-deliver. That's true. Wait, 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 wait. Nate. No, no. Under-promise, over-promise, over-deliver. You said that's true. You're not even listening to a word to, I'm saying. To a word you're saying. <laughs> That won't be the only one. All right. Well, on today's episode of Jesus, Sex, and Politics, thank you all for joining us. We are going to talk about some uh, Christmas story background, the nativity scene. How well do you know it? How well do you think you know it? And do you really know it? So that's the question we're going to ask today is, have you heard the real nativity stories? Because we have a beautiful picture in our mind of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and what it looked like according to the church nativity scene down the road. It looks like all the cartoons whenever I was a kid. Yes, right. The wise men on the silent night and the baby that doesn't cry. You can hear Linus in the background saying, lights, please. And there were shepherds (laughs) in a field. Tending their flocks. And the glory of the Lord is shown around them. All right. So, uh, all right. Anyway, all that to say, Nathan, let's go through this maybe one by one. So tell us, uh, let's start with maybe the biggest misconception of the nativity scene. I would say that it was the three wise men, the three kings. Okay. Okay. So hit us with, uh, was that true? Were there three wise men? Were they there right when the baby popped out of Mary's? Well, you know, I don't know where that was going. Were they there when Jesus was born? Where did babies pop out in your family? (laughs) I don't know. We're not talking about that right now. All Uh, right. So uh, this would be a good place to to talk about whether or not the nativity gets lowered from the ceiling of the oh church my down gosh. the okay. platform. Also, we're not doing that. I had an idea. I thought for Christmas Eve service, it might be kind of fun <laughs> to lower the manger out of the ceiling, down on the stage, during a big epic moment of the worship. And everyone shot it down. They were like, no. Until one of our staff members said it was sacrilegious. It's, sacri- <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. All right. Three wise men. Go. Okay. Three wise men. 
Uh, we do not know that there were three wise men, in all honesty and sincerity. What? We don't know. You you may have too few wise men. Uh, they were called the Magi, uh, and they, they were really um, people that were gifted in astronomy and also in what do those things mean they're 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 probably people who are very very educated in um in different planets and different stars meaning certain things so there can be some astrology even in here so wait 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 so just so we're clear so the lord can speak to us through signs and wonders in the heavens well, the Bible says that the heavens declare the beauty, or that the, the, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord, right? Um, and oh, you have to look at this story and be honest about what they're seeing. These people, um, if they're from, let's say, the Babylon kind of area, let's uh, let's say that you know they're they're somewhere in the east. You think they would have come from Babylon, which would have been modern day Persia? Basically, right? That would be, or uh, I'm sorry, modern day Iran, the Persians. That would that would be the Babylonian Empire, correct? I was you thinking think? Iraq, but but you could be right. Okay. Um, I I haven't looked. I've I need, probably need to look at an atlas a little bit more frequently than I do. But um, but the point is, is that they would, you know, once the Jews got dispersed into the world, that also brought the scriptures into a lot of areas that they didn't used to be. So. If you think about like Daniel, part of the diaspora when when the and the diaspora simply means this when the um uh, or you know, some people call it the diaspora, but when the Israelites got disobedient to the Lord, the Lord said, "Hey, as part of your, your punishment uh, to correct your hearts, I'm going to disperse you into the world, and then I'm going to bring you back." Um, so when they got dispersed into the world, that's where some of these kings end up running into the Lord. So uh, not really knowing him very well, Nebuchadnezzar would be a great, um, he, he'd be a great illustration of that. He he thinks that he's all tough stuff. He thinks, look what a big thing I've built. But then there just happens to be Daniel there at that time, and God uses Daniel. Daniel has an understanding of the Lord, and he's able to to you know, by virtue of the relationship he has with with uh, Nebuchadnezzar, to make Nebuchadnezzar understand that oh man, there's a God out there, and he's a lot bigger than I am, and I really serve at his pleasure. And so you have to imagine that the message of the Jewish people and the God of Israel is coming to more and more and more nations. So we don't know what these people know exactly, these Magi from the East, but we do know that they corresponded that maybe Israel had a star or uh, some people call that as the planets align, you get what can appear like a star that that's why it could move. There's a, actually, if you ever go to the creation museum in their planetarium, they have a whole thing on the star of Israel, which is fascinating. And they talk about the different things that, that, that could have come into alignment at that time, um, whether they were planets or whatever. Some some people say if the star moved, how do stars move? Um, but these guys would have studied those things, and it, whatever they believed um, about all the astronomy and astrology, they believed that that star 
aligns with the king of Israel, that there would be a new king coming into power. That's why they know, and they're like, where would the king of the Jews be born? That's why they go to Herod. They talk to Herod. They bring up the scriptures. The scripture says that they would be born in, in Beth, you know, that, that the king of the Jews would be born in Bethlehem. All of those things, it is a tie, but they're starting with what they know. And what they know is something about Israel, a star, and they start following that out. So we, we only say that there's three because we, there's three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And we, we do not know that there were only three kings. They could have, there could have been 30 kings. Or, you know, we, we even call them kings, magi, right? There could have been 30 wise men. We have no idea. We just know they brought those three gifts. Micah, my question is, why those three gifts? Well, that's a great question. I feel like you have an answer for that Come question. Come on, but... you should know this. <laughs> well, gold, because gold was a symbol of uh, kings. It was uh, it was the obviously the the beauty of a, of a kingly palace, and, and gold kings were, were uh, adorned in many gold things. Correct. So it'd be like tribute. Yeah. Right. And and all, and money. Inc- I mean, incidentally, they would need money. Yeah, that's right? right. It'd be money. Now, I was thinking about this the other day too, and this is such a great point. And sometimes we overlook this when we when we think of heaven, we we hear the streets paved in asphalt, <laughs> in gold, in gold, right? Gold is equivalent to asphalt in God's economy. Isn't that crazy? God's economy. We will be walking on streets of gold. God sees gold as if we see asphalt. That's how valuable gold is to God. That's how much more valuable God is and things that he has are far more valuable than gold. So we, we'll look at it. We'll look, he looks at gold the way we see our, our street asphalt. How often do you look at the asphalt outside your house you know, on the road and be like, oh my goodness, look at that asphalt. That is so amazing, right? And so I just think that's kind of a cool thing we forget about. Yeah, gold, that, you know, to the Lord is is nothing, you know? Yeah, and, and I think you'd have to think, what does what does the asphalt do? It serves the people that walk on it, yeah. right? And so what does God value? God values the, the people. people that walk on the that's gold. That's right. You know? That's good. So that's good. So gold. And then frankincense. Okay, okay? frankincense was a uh, was a perfume. Or frankincense yeah. yep. is the so, way to say it, right? So, yeah. I used to think Frankenstein every time I heard Frank incense. <laughs> which, which I believe that, I mean, it would, I mean, to the average person, they couldn't afford Frankincense. I mean, that would be a year's salary, a year's wage, and a lot of that time. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how much it yeah. was worth. I just know that it was, a, it was that which was given to priests. So the priests would burn Frank incense. So we've got, we've got um, a kingly gift. We have a priestly image. And then... Myrrh is what? It's an oil. It's uh it would be kind of a uh was it didn't they put the that on the dead bodies? It's an embalming fluid. Yeah. So that is not something that you would give a new mother. <laughs> right? Because it would Here's be so, the embalming fluid for your son. But that's exactly prophetically what yeah. was being done, right? right. Is the embalming fluid was being given because what she had, the lamb that she had, yeah. was the sacrifice come to take away Amazing. the sins of the world. Isn't that world. cool? That's so cool that yeah. just those those gifts in themselves were very prophetic and pointed to the royalty, uh, the just the purity that he's the high priest and the uh, and the the, the, sacrifice. And the sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's so cool. I love oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So okay, but but where do they go? Because a lot of people have it in their Christmas story. They have that the the wise men go to the manger but but that's not what the scripture says 
right? That's right. They, they, uh, so let's read that. So in Matthew uh, 2, it says, The visit of the Magi, the kings. Now, after Jesus was born, and this is chapter 2 in Matthew, Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him, gathered together all the chief priests and the scribes and the people, and they inquired them where the Messiah was to be born. They said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what it has been written of the prophet. And behold, Bethlehem, land of Judea, are you by no means least among the leaders of Judah? For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from the exact time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem. And go and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. And after hearing the king, they went their way and the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. And then the angel of the Lord goes to Joseph and tells Joseph, get up, go to Egypt, because Herod's going to kill all the babies because Herod found out that the Magi didn't come back to him and he, and he was ticked. And so he killed all the children under two years old. Seemingly Jesus would have been closer to that year and a half, two year, two years age at that point. So, so the star would have led them to Jerusalem and then led them to Bethlehem. And then Joseph and Mary would have fled to Egypt. Correct. Is that, is that how? Well, yeah. Uh, So getting the timeline, right. It, at least it's, it's that they're not at probably the manger, a, the, the manger anymore. Yeah. But they may have been dwelling in Bethlehem for a period of time. Yeah. We don't know, but they are going to a house for sure. And yep. then there's the argument over where the manger is. Was it in? Was it you know out in the stable, which is what a lot of our our you know nativity scenes look like, or was was it outside? Was it in a courtyard? Um, anyway, the they're they're. You know, there, there's probably a two-year difference here, which is why I don't know if a lot of people know this. If you just casually read the Bible, you casually go to church, maybe you don't focus on the fact that Herod, he was a, um, he, he's a megalomaniac. He's he's so about his own power. He killed his own children and killed one of his wives, I think. I think it was his wife. And, they, and 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 killed a couple of his own kids. It's a freak show. So he was so about keeping power. So when it says that Herod, this is Herod the Great, by the way, and when he was troubled, um, he would go scorched earth on anybody. So when he orders all of, all of the children to be killed in Bethlehem, he's looking to wipe out just one baby. But this is where um, in the Old Testament it talks about how Rachel weeps for her 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 uh, baby or her babies who uh, are no more and so that fulfills that prophecy and so jesus is the one baby born in this whole town that ends up escaping the death that's meant for him but it's because god you know tells joseph what to do get up get out of here and and also to, to make sure that the wise men don't go back and tell herod about 
you know, don't report back to him the way he's asked, but go another way, go back to their country. So, well, that's cool. And so that brings us to the other part of the Christmas story, the, the, the manger. So the manger we look at is like maybe this like barn out in a field somewhere, but they're, they're really probably the way it worked out was that it wasn't a barn. It was probably the downstairs living quarters of the animals and the sleeping quarters of the house would have been upstairs on the first or the second, maybe even the third floor. When you went to Israel, did yeah. you get to go to the ancient city of Chorazin? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, so uh, Chorazin is called the Basalt City, and it's one of the cities that Jesus cursed. If you remember where he yeah. says, woe to this woe city, woe to this city, it's going to be better for these cities than it was for you, right? Yeah. And And this is one of the cities that was in his day. He curses it by the 5th century it's gone, like gone, gone. But if you go there today, um, you everything is made of basalt, and 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 that's a weird looking rock. It's very, very porous. But that's where I first saw my first um, manger, that like an actual manger. Yeah, and and it's actually made of stone, not wood. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're they're. You're telling me that that beautiful little wooden cradle with all the hay in it that we see everywhere this time of year is not actually that, what that, Jesus that, would have slept that, in. That might not be right. I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So okay, so what? So it's stone. So what? They would have just carved out a hole. In a block of stone? Yeah, they, well, and you have to think, so much of, when you go to Israel, there's not a ton of wood everywhere. So, we, even when we say that Jesus was a carpenter, um, yes, could he work with wood? Yes, but it's more likely that he is a carpenter who deals with stone. So He's it's more like a, a stone, stone mason, mason yeah. right? Everything's built out of stone over there. Everything yeah. is, is, is kind of chiseled. You look at their homes, they're... There, there's not a lot of wood to go around. So the idea of them making a lot of their their instruments out of stone—that's what I saw when I when I went there. I went to a wine press. I saw it made out of stone. I, you know, you you hear about the millstones. Um, I, I I think it was probably a stone manger. So Luke chapter two now. So if you want to remember where the the Christmas stories are, just think Matthew chapter two, where we just read about the Magi. And Luke chapter 2, which is where we see Jesus' birth in Bethlehem, it says this, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census was to be taken of all the inhabited earth. <laughs> That's hilarious. Which the- basically <laughs> means, with, which basically would mean to the Romans, the entire Roman Empire. Yeah. The Roman Empire is considered the whole world in yeah. that day. So you're not talking about pygmies in Indonesia they don't know about that, right? But if it if it was in the scope of what Rome had conquered, that was the known world. So Joseph, in verse 4, went up to Galilee from the city of Nazareth to Judea to the city uh, of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. That's a scandal right there, because they weren't actually married yet, and she was pregnant. Well, they're married technically sort of they're technically married in in all things except for one year they can't have intercourse and she's found with child in in that so after the contract is done they go they go one year without doing anything 
And and just so you know, in case in case this is also going to burst your bubble, those of you may have Catholic background or Orthodox background. Bible says Jesus had brothers and sisters, so Mary was not the ever virgin. She was a virgin until after she delivers Jesus, and then her and and Joseph hook up, right as they should. And that's they where- net Netflixed and chilled <laughs> back then. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Verse six. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now I was really, I thought it was really cool what you brought out the week before last at the Noblesville campus. So talk, talk about that because I've heard that picture before, but I, I was glad you brought it up. Go ahead. Uh, is this so the Motel Six? Like it wasn't an actual Motel Six. Oh, okay, uh, you handle that one next. But handle <laughs> handle um, handle what the priests would put in the in the manger. Okay, well, okay. So this is this leads us. Well, first of all, let's let's go back to this this idea because you're talking about the shepherds on the Shepherd Hill, right? Right. Okay, so we'll get to that in a second. But but first, the manger or the 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 stable would have been if Joseph went to to Bethlehem, he would have gone to probably one of his his ancestor or one of his relatives, his relatives homes, probably a great uncle. It's like, you know, uh, cousin Eddie showing up like, Hey, what's going on guys? I'm here. And, and labor. yeah. And, and, and so, but everybody's doing that the whole family, because this is a, this is a worldwide census essentially. Mm-hmm. So to the known world, mm-hmm. everybody's going to this one, uh, great uncle's home in Bethlehem. Right, right? right. So there's probably a lot of people from that, from the line of Joseph, uh, in the same line of Joseph st- trying to stay at this home. And so they get there and all the cousins and the second cousins and third cousins, the aunts and uncles, they're all probably trying to cram into this house. Well, this house would have multiple levels and at the bottom of it, in the basement or on the ground floor would have been the stable. So they come to the house and they say, can we stay here too? Hey, sorry, the guest rooms are jam packed with people. We'd love to have you stay here, but you can't uh, because we don't have any room. But if you want to go downstairs, the animals are downstairs because where they come in at night, they come out of the cold, get away from the thieves. So Mary and Joseph, you can stay there. So it really wasn't like this was an inn in the way that we think of an inn, like you go and pay somebody money and you get a room in this big you know, hotel. That's not what it was. It was probably more so... The there was- sleeping floor was full. Yes. So if you imagine the first floor is it and empties into a courtyard yep right and that's where maybe a lot of animals were all in common there yep but but then they would come into the house or underneath you know maybe maybe there weren't even walls on every side of that but just the pillars that then you go up to the second you go up to the second floor that's where everybody is living on that second floor and then and then finally you know you a lot of people would go up on their roofs which were technically places they would go because now you're getting a little higher, you get a little breeze, and and they would eat up there on on top of those. So so it's possible. And there's two different words for in in the scripture. Um, one of them is used here, but there's another one that's used in the story of the Good Samaritan, and that was more like a paying in. Yeah. So right? that would have been the motel. That would have been the motel six kind of thing. Yeah. But this other one is more likely that Jesus was born in the animal's portion of a ancestral Relatives. home, yeah. right? And and so... Which, which, is, which is crazy. Why do we tell you this? Is because God chose to come to the most dirty place, you know, kind of the craziest, dirtiest places that, you know, no king would ever in their right mind stay at a lowly, you know, home, let alone the, the 
the place where the animals are. Well, God chose to do that because God knows how to step into the dirtiness of our life, right? He knows how to step into that. And so, and so then he declares it to the shepherds. He sends the angels to declare it to the shepherds. So in verse eight, and in the same region, there were shepherds some shepherds. abiding in the field, that, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, don't be afraid, Don't everyone. Don't be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And then immediately the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And no, I'm, I'm messing up. Oh, I had it, man. man. I was quoting that. That was, was pretty. I was doing okay. He did that from memory, Damn ladies it. and gentlemen. Glory That's... to God in the highest on earth, <laughs> peace with whom his favor rests. Ah, okay. I was doing okay. Dang Good. it. Good. Uh, I say I have glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. Yeah, same difference. So, no, I learned I, it in listen, the King James. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, okay, so here's the deal. So these, these shepherds most likely weren't just typical, like, lay shepherds. They the, Bethlehem is just south of Jerusalem. If you, go to, if you go to Bethlehem, you'll see it's just a few miles south of Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, you had the temple. That's why Jerusalem was so important to the the Hebrew people, to the to the Israelites, because the temple of God was there, and it's where God dwelt with the people of Israel for many years, and uh, and so so the temple was there. Well, the priests were charged, the Levitical priests were charged to maintain the temple and the sacrifices that would go on in the temple of 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 all kinds of animals, but the the highest of those sacrifices would have been the pure and spotless lambs. Well, they had to raise pure and spotless lambs. So there was a there would be a field just south, probably in the city of David in Bethlehem, with Levitical shepherds on a hill taking care of sheep who are giving birth to lambs. And when a pure spotless lamb was birthed, what they would do is they would wrap it in priestly garments. So swaddle it in these priestly robes. And then they would put it aside so that it would be protected. Because again, a pure spotless lamb couldn't have any broken bones. It had to be spotless. It couldn't have any blemishes. And so they didn't want it to you know, run and break its leg or do something that they wanted to protect it so that they could take it to the, the temple to sacrifice it as the pure spotless lamb, which was a picture, prophetic picture of Jesus being pure and spotless, no sin, no blemish, nothing wrong. He was holy. He was set apart. So that was why it was so important. So, so these shepherds, these Levitical shepherds would have understood when the angels came to them and said, you will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. They would think, oh, we do this with the pure and spotless lambs. We wrap them and then we place them in a manger to, for protection. And then they're going to be offered for sacrifice down the road. And so they would have, they would have had that image in their head the moment the angels started declaring the glory of God and peace, peace on earth, goodwill towards men, because you, this baby who is now the picture of the spotless lamb has been born. So now, now think about this for just a second. Out of all the people in the world, who are the only people that we know of that knew Mary was pregnant with the birth of the Messiah? So you had Mary, obviously. Then you had Joseph, so the parents. Zachariah and Elizabeth. And then Zachariah and Elizabeth. Now who were Zachariah and Elizabeth? They were Mary's cousins. So Mary went when she was when she found out she was with with child, she went and she went to to she, she Elizabeth. She hears about one person. The uh, the angel Gabriel tells her that your your cousin Elizabeth is six months pregnant right now, 
and that in, in her old age in, in her old age and then all things are possible right so she she gets hit with that and she's probably thinking to herself because a lot of people argue about how, how old is mary and and it's quite possible that mary's maybe 14 to 18 yeah, years old she's, she's young. young right yeah and and that she's thinking to herself, who in the world is ever going to believe me that I, that that I never slept with anybody and yet I'm pregnant? Well, which and that's a big deal. If you if you get found out to be sleeping around as a kid, in especially as a girl, right? You're probably not going to like the outcome. No, yeah. It, the 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 likelihood is is that she would be stoned. She would at least be divorced, like and totally like humiliated, puff puff, pass kind of stoned, no, no, or no, like no, like uh, like like <laughs> rocks throw, throw you rocks off. getting thrown yeah, at th- you, throw and, you off a precipice, and then rain down rocks okay, on your head. Right? Okay, what, what is a precipice? Wait, come on. A cliff. Okay, thank okay, you. I'm okay, sorry. We're I'm in sorry. America. You I'm can sorry. speak American. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just I just studied that word. I wanted to use it somewhere. Okay. So um so whenever the angel tells her that Elizabeth was with child and and that you know that that things that are thought impossible they're not then she thinks to herself, this yeah. is the one person in the that world might. that I that might understand yeah. and and may uh, at least I can check the story out. If that's true, then it helps her with her own belief as she's going through. Remember, she turns to she turns to Gabriel and she says, "Be it unto me according to your word." Right. So she yep. she she believes God, even though there could be severe consequences to this. So yeah, those are the two that know. So go back to the Levitical so, thing. Okay. So and let me just read that. That well, we'll get to the Mary when Mary visits Elizabeth. We'll read that here in a second. But but Zachariah is Elizabeth's husband, who is a priest in the temple. Yeah, he's of the order of Abijah. Yep, so he's, so he's you know, he's pretty high up there in the uh, in the orders. Uh, well, in all, in all <laughs> fairness, you had Leviticus, you, you had Levitical priests from all over. So yeah. the, the, the Levites, um, in many cases, lived amongst all the tribes because they were the pastors over those tribes. So this man, actually, he wasn't super high in the order. He was... If you if you read that story, he gets one chance, Micah, in order to burn incense in the altar, and that had to be our um, incense in, in the holy place, yeah. and that would have been a one and done. You got to do that one time in your life. Wow! And so when he gets called to get that, it's like this unbelievable opportunity. And all of those different Levitical orders, they had to come up and present themselves, and then they would take care of of taking care of the, the, the Levitical responsibilities, but they only got called. Every, so this was every, so, so Zachariah just a few months earlier, got called to go into the Holy of Holies, which well, by well, the way, it's his turn to come. Yeah. He draws the straw or whatever it yeah, is. Cast lots, he yeah. gets to go in and then he gets visited by, by Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. And Gabriel says, Zachariah, you are going to, you're having a good day. Bro. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty awesome, right? Until he questions Zachariah or questions Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, Gabriel, and then Gabriel like says, I am Gabriel. I am in the presence of the Lord all the time. And now you're not going to be able to speak until your son is born. And so, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but still pretty cool. Right. So Zachariah is, is told of John the Baptist being mm-hmm. born. So mm-hmm. all of that to say he's, he would have had priestly garments. Okay. Again, so think about this going back to why did we go down this rabbit trail? Well, if, if the baby is born in Bethlehem, I, I can, this is conjecture, but it wouldn't be unlikely that when Mary left Elizabeth, 
after she had visited Elizabeth and Zachariah and said, hey, I am pregnant with the Messiah, according to what Gabriel said. Zachariah and Elizabeth most likely would have said, he is going to be the great high priest. Take one of Zachariah's priestly garments. Take his best priestly garment and use this. Okay, now wait, 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 because this is going to be, I just had this thought, okay? (laughs) So Jesus wears a piece of clothing to the cross. Mm. That is pure linen, right? Yeah, which is a priestly, which is a priestly garment. Yeah, right. Is it possible? It's the same that one. he's wearing the same one he was wrapped. Oh, in? I, I think that could be very possible. Okay, bro, think about that. Yeah, that is like mind blowing. And, and again, this is conjecture, but remember, God is the God of symbolism. God, God speaks through symbols and through prophetic pictures all the time. And so, what would have happened if if they if Mary had this priestly garment? She clung on to it. Now she's birthing the Messiah. What would they have wrapped him in? They would have wrapped him in Zachariah's priestly garments. So, yeah, may, yeah, and that so could well be. So they lay him in this stone manger. So here, and, Mary, we know that you're going to have a baby in a little while. You're going to leave our house. We know that this is of the Lord, right? So here's this garment. You take it, yes. and when the time comes, use it. Yes, and, and so now the shepherds, the Levitical shepherds, it's not just a baby wrapped in clothes in the city of Bethlehem. While the city of Bethlehem wouldn't have been a huge city, there were probably multiple babies wrapped in clothes, so how could they be sure that, okay. Well, they're not laying in a manger. Well, that's true. There's going to be one laying in a manger, which is a good clue, but I think the other clue, that when the angel said, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, it's the same exact thing that they do with the sheep, the, the pure and spotless lamb that is born. It's they the wrap it in a, in a in swaddling clothes, but not just any clothes, the priestly swaddling garments. And so when the shepherds on this Levitical hill in Bethlehem, they go and they see this baby wrapped in the manger, just as the angel says, and then they notice Look at those clothes. That is a priestly garment. This has to be the Messiah. Well, it would right have here. gone with everything that they knew because everything that that, that angel, we're not sure what that angel's name is uh, in Luke 2 on the hillside, yeah. but we know that he says- His name is Frank, probably. This is Christ the Lord. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm right? Frank the angel. Frank. Uh, I'm here to- that's right. Tell you For about Francisco. Francisco. Hey, and then you got like then you got Gabriel in the back. Don't try to church it up, Frank. It's Frank. We Francisco, all call you Frank up here. That's fun to say. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. So there's that. That's yeah. like that's a that is a really really cool thought. Yeah. Okay. So that would have specified to them something totally different. They would have gotten again it. conjecture it, a little it, bit. Yeah, it does. It's conjecture, yeah. but it's not. It's not out of the realm of possibility yeah. that then. That then, when these when these um, shepherds are walking around, they're telling everything. That would have been something that man, they would have told a story yeah. like that. That would have added to the story. Uh, so that's that's pretty awesome. Which brings it to when when were those sheep typically born? If they're going to be slaughtered for the Passover, when were they typically born? Because then this brings into a question of was uh, Jesus' birthday really December twenty fifth? Ah, that's a great question. So if those sheep were being born, the Passover is, uh, what's the date of the Passover? Uh, what are we looking at? Uh, well, is that the I summer? Mean, uh, no, no, summer? no, no, no. It's right around Easter. Oh, Easter. That's right. right. So, so early. So you're, you're early, talking late, March or April. Late, late spring. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Passover. 
So they would have had to, if it was still a lamb, I don't know how long lambs stay lambs, but probably just for a matter of months. Not, I mean, by the time a lamb, I, if, you, if you're in the sheep biz and you want to write in and let us know when a lamb stops yeah, becoming be a totally lamb, cool. yeah, that would be cool. We, exactly. I'm guessing it's probably about a year when at the a most. Puppy no longer a puppy. Yeah, I mean, you got a few <laughs> months there, right? So, so most likely it's probably going to be uh, late winter, early spring that the lambs are born that then go on to Passover to be sacrificed. So, But the truth is, we don't really know, no. right? But the likelihood that it's on December 25th is highly suspect. Yeah. And so then the question is, why put it on December 25th? And it had to do, a lot of times what, um, it, it, was, it was said that when we went into pagan places, many times we took pagan um, dates and things like that, and we redeemed those things. So hmm. it used to be that this was for the worship of a different god, and we would say, so you know what? it was the We're winter gonna, solstice. Yeah. So you you have just four days before that, you have the you have uh, the 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 longest day or the longest night, yeah. really, right? Um, the shortest day and the and the and the longest night. Um, so a lot of a lot of lot so, of witchcraft and and uh, so just, yeah, demonic. It's activity. not out of the realm that as Christianity continues to grow, they pick a day. And say, okay, this used to be for this, but we're going to make it for the this. The darkest day, we're going to bring the brightest light yeah. into the darkness. And it really doesn't matter what day it is. Because every day should be Christmas. Well, I mean, just it, I, it's, <laughs> it, I just don't know if there's anything. No, 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 no. Every day should be Christmas. Yeah, so no, okay. you can give us presents every day. That's fine. <laughs> totally fine. But anybody who tells you that, that, that it absolutely is that, it, you know, don't get religious over the day you celebrate Christmas. Because, you know, whether you get to spend that with your in-laws or you have to spend it with your family or whatever it is, just relax. Probably wasn't the day Jesus was born anyway. Right. We just celebrated as such. So the last thing we'll do, and then we'll wrap this up here. So going back to Mary visiting Elizabeth. A lot of times people, now we're going to go, uh, we're going to turn the, the 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 directions here. Well, not really turn the directions, but we might, you know, some people say, well, you shouldn't be political if you're Christian. Oh, we're right? going yeah. politics. I mean, Heck politics yeah. are super important, and we're not political, we're biblical. So we say, hey, the biblical principles should Im- impact every aspect of our life. Well, a political issue, which is not really a political issue, you, but the world has turned it into one is the issue of abortion, right? And we, that's a big... Th- this happened, Micah. At our church, this happened. There was a life group that was meeting at one time, and they got started to talk about whether or not abortion was really wrong. And and this this one man who had been raised in the church, uh, he he, you know, he had been raised with the position that life is sacred and all of that. But his politics really had a problem because he wanted to vote for a certain party that was very pro, pro um, <laughs> abortion. Abortion, and so he, he, as he was talking about that, he had to start in in his mind dealing with well, is abortion really wrong? Is abortion like when does a child become a child? Is, because he is would. The, the this, I don't know this. I don't know the guy you're talking about, but I would assume this guy would have been against murdering children. Right, like if you said, "Hey, is it wrong to murder a child?" He probably would say, "Oh, well, probably yeah. yeah, against murdering a child." But <laughs> but then the question becomes, "Well, when is, when is child it a child?" A child right? Yeah, and so this whole life group is discussing all this, and it got to a point where I found out about it, and I said, "Hey, I'd like to discuss that." Yeah, and uh, and you I, brought up the story of Mary and Elizabeth. Yeah, he and was, why is that important? Okay, because. We were talking about when is Jesus Jesus, 
when is when was John the Baptist John the Baptist? And I and, and he this guy was trying to argue that you, you can't say that they're children when they're conceived. They're not really a baby when they're conceived. And I'm fighting for no, we don't want any baby because he asked me a question about rape and incest. He's like, what do, what do you think about rape and incest? And I said, well, does it change a baby being a baby? And he's like, well, you know, and he was, what he was looking for was me to have a chink in the armor where I wasn't going to be consistent, but I was 100% consistent. Whether, whether that kid is the result of rape or not, doesn't mean that they're not special in the eyes of the Lord and that the Lord loves them and has their whole life planned out. Whether or not their father, you know, uh, raped their mother and, and that was done through incest, that does not that does not negate the value of a child. And so I do have a problem with rape and incest as being these things, well, now we can kill the baby because it's inconsistent. I'll just be honest. It's inconsistent. So this guy was looking for me to be inconsistent, but I wasn't. And then I turned to him and I said, apply your theology to your question. When was Jesus Jesus? When Jesus is 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 in his mother's womb and his mother Mary walks into the room where Elizabeth, Elizabeth yep. is and Elizabeth's got a 6-month-old in her womb what happens the bible says that as soon as Mary walks Hey let me in, read it let me read it. read it so uh Luke chapter 1 starting verse 39 now at this time Mary rose after this is after Gabriel had just told her you were going to be you're going to birth the Messiah. She, Mary arose and went and in a hurry to, to the hill country, to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby inside of her, which is John the Baptist in her womb. And, and Elizabeth was the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And then, so basically that's, that's the story right there. So, so John's job, according to what Gabriel says to Zachariah is that he's going to be the forerunner right his job is to make the the deep valleys come up level to make the mountains low it's 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 making a road right he he will make a road or a pathway to make all things straight for the one who's coming behind him in ancient kingdoms this is what would happen you'd have a forerunner when a great king was going to come into an, a province the forerunner would go uh, days or weeks ahead and he would begin to say get the king's coming ready. get everything in order the king is coming make way for the king he's going to be here you need to have your house in order your cities need to be clean get ready get ready get ready and that's what John the Baptist his whole job Job was to declare the way of the Lord. Doing it from the womb. He's a fetus. He he, <laughs> he is he is a baby, and he's know, six I'm, months old, yeah. right? And as soon as Jesus, the baby, right, comes in in his mother's womb. As soon as he comes in the door, John reacts to Jesus and goes, this is him. So mom, it starts pulling on his umbilical cord, <laughs> pushing the walls out like mom, he's here, mom. Okay. So, so if you're a Christian and you believe in the sovereignty of King Jesus, would it you and and yet you still think it's okay to have abortion or abortion should be legal or it's a woman's right to choose or whatever you want to call it reproductive health care which you know all of that I I don't I don't agree that that's what it is it is it's abortion but if you want to justify abortion as a Christian 
you would have to say it would have been okay then for Mary and Elizabeth both to have had abortions and it would have been totally fine had they done it before Jesus and John the Baptist were actually physically born. And so, and, 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 and how can and, you do that? Yeah, how can you do that? And here are, just, just so you know, these are the two greatest men ever born of women. Jesus literally says about John, there is none greater born of woman than John the Baptist, with himself excluded, right? These are the two most important men ever born. And this is all, see, this is and, why the and, Christmas story and, and is so and, and epically we just, and we awesome. Just, and we just killed them. Yeah. Because yeah. we can do so because it's a woman's right to choose, and they're really not. Now, was it Elizabeth that we're talking about? Was it Mary that we're talking about? No, we're talking about four Four human beings yeah. at, at this moment, right? Yeah. Mary can't say, well, it's my body, my choice. No, because the Savior of the world is living in your womb. <laughs> and we know that because at his very young age, whatever amount of weeks he was in her womb, John is responding in his personhood with his purpose and his calling, doing all the things that he was supposed to do. The very first person in all of earth to declare Jesus being the Messiah was a preborn baby yep. who was only six months. Put that in, in your the, pipe and yeah. smoke it. That's amazing. That, that, that broke. That's awesome. And so I looked at this guy and I go, you call yourself a Christian, apply your theology. When was Jesus Jesus? When was John John? That's amazing. What did he say? Well, he left church. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm just telling you that's what ultimately happened. <laughs> You're laughing. Oh, I, so it, it happened. I'm not kidding. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so funny. I Listen, I just have to laugh sometimes. People just... <laughs> People just... I wasn't supposed to be a punchline. <laughs> I was just telling the no, truth. No, I know, but to me, that is the funniest thing ever. It's like, I don't like that scripture is telling me that I can't justify my worldview. Like, I'm leaving your church. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, geez, come on, people. Like, if your worldview doesn't align with scripture, change your worldview, okay? Amen. That's that's Amen. the goal that's right, right there. So That's right. Uh, all right, well, well I think hey. we hit a number of I think them. that was great. I don't know if we hit every one of them, but maybe we messed up how people set up their nativity now <laughs> you're gonna see like uh like in in august or uh you're gonna see uh the three wise men on my lawn like and people yeah, are gonna be gonna like why in the world they're coming where they're like, alone. <laughs> there's no baby jesus anywhere in a manger and yet here are the three wise men on camels in the beckwith yard so uh well cool well, hey you know what oh there was no star probably over Dude, the, the stable either or or, or whatever <sighs> that was. There was probably no Mary and Joseph and the 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 baby in the manger with the star overhead. That that that, that probably didn't happen. See that now you just really screwed screwed it up for me, man. The star so, came later. That's that's terrible. We got a star on our stage right now. That's right. we got a star. We got, look, our whole Micah, stage job, is full of job, stars. My job is to like try to hold you to theological correctness. <laughs> I'm leaving the church. <laughs> All right, well, this has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. Merry and Christmas. We hope you have a great, great Christmas. And 
Any yeah. Christmas word, two seconds that you want to say to yeah, our listeners? I just, just want to tell you, like, the, the great Christmas story is really the great commission story. If Christmas doesn't inspire you to take this good news of great joy to all people, you miss the point. Amen to that. Well, hey, this has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. Thanks for listening. Have a great Christmas. We'll catch you next year in 2024. Are we really not going to do another one until next Dude. year? Dude, oh my gosh. Okay, so now the outro is over. <laughs> I, like, we were coming. It was so good. It was going to, like, come out right at the right time, and we were going to be like, peace out. Listen, what would <sighs> Rush Limbaugh say? He would say this is excellence in broadcasting. The EIB <laughs> continues <laughs> in Jesus, Sex, and Politics. Have a great year. All right. Love you guys. Peace.